0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the corner where the tree sits. Is is this the the passing of a torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you we always look forward to that week because it was always intense.
1: The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, still, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, crop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for everything from live games the conference championships right through the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. I know we didn't get you guys to our, our normal Thursday morning or afternoon show, uh, but JD and I, JD's on spring break right now. So we find we we, we found a time to uh, get a knockout an episode for you guys. So it's a uh, cheap concerns after dark. It's a, uh, it's 1224 here on the Eastern on the East coast. Uh, so Friday, April 7th right now. So uh, JD and I are uh, getting together. JD, how you doing, buddy? How's the, how's the trip?
0: It's been, it's been beautiful. It's been absolutely beautiful. So, uh, in an undisclosed location but now no. uh actually enjoying this beautiful weather down here in florida came down uh maybe see some uh some uh some friends uh got to go visit you know a couple of parks get out there on the beach get in the water it's, it's been a it's been a nice time man but i love you know what i actually love that when he was talking about the late night this you no know, we need to have like a late night type of uh uh vibe here you know what i'm saying like a little show that we do like late night i kind of like that little spin on it man it's Dude, pretty I, good.
1: I, I i i think during the season we can probably we could probably bust out little chief concerns after dark kind of stuff uh with with some with some of our viewers and our listeners
0: oh yeah i, th- I think we could do it man i, I, I somehow it tells me if the Chiefs kingdom's like me people are up late at night you know i'm, I'm one of those men i'm a night owl. i love just the quietness of the night just to be able to reflect get into your you know your thoughts and whatnot uh do a lot of research you know reading movies all those different things you know so um yeah i'm I'm, I'm that guy i'm that
1: guy you you and i are a lot alike when it comes to that because like i know a lot of people who like to get up early in the morning because they feel like they're getting their day started before everybody else they're up before everyone and i feel like that's the same kind of thing that uh, i I, at least i feel at night when it's like one o'clock in the morning or two in the morning i'm the only one up i'm you know Doing research, you know, tweeting about stuff, you know, watching movies or whatever. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting a lot done where other people are, you know, sleeping. I'm like doing that, yeah. but it's the I guess is the opposite of the people who wake up early. Well, what is that?
0: it's, it's You know, they have the saying about you know, well, who's who's the one? it's either early bird get catching a worm, or the one is uh, when you're sleeping, everybody else is working, right? So it's it's one either one of those sayings that you can use it. So yeah. if the early bird people get up early, say yeah, the early bird catches the worm to us. Hey, when you're sleeping, we are working. Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Getting it in, baby. So, now this is good. This is good. Now I like it, man, because, you know, to me, like I said before, you know, you just, it's just so much focus, you know, at least for me. Like you said, everybody's sleeping. It's the quiet that that I love to just absorb. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, also, too, man, if you're watching the show, you ain't got to be bothered by anybody. You know, you, you know halfway, somebody's only phone or doing other things maybe just at peace
1: and watch it and it's true, too like as far as like, if you're watching like a TV show and you're getting hooked in on it at least you're doing it at midnight or 1 a.m at least some sometimes I've started shows where it's like five or six and it's like it's light light outside still I'm like dude what am I doing I, I need to be outside right <laughs> now <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's for sure um
1: but we got a, we got a packed show for you guys uh today uh we also of course have the giveaway I know we promised you guys April 6th, but or April April seventh, but it'll be uh you guys will see it on um t- tomorrow's show or today's show uh, later on. Uh, so we'll have the uh, the the drawing at the end of the episode. Um, you, you obviously you can you can maybe fast forward to the end of the, if you want to, but we got some good topics here, so I think you want to stay tuned and then get to the end with us. Um, but before we we dive in, JD, it's you know it's the all season, so sometimes there's not a lot going on, but with Chiefs Kingdom, there's always is. I mean, last year after the Tyreek Hill trade, Tyreek had the whole um, podcast episode where he said two was better than Pat, or he could, had, was more accurate than Pat. Um, but Tyree's making the with radio uh, rounds in the Kansas City, um, and he said uh, um, the quote: "She's Kingdom when the Miami Dolphins come to Arrowhead Stadium this year. Guess what we're going to do? I hate to say it. I hate to throw up the peace sign against y'all. I hate to do it, but guess what? I'm going to be y'all worst enemy that day. I'm going to I'm going to be y'all worst enemy that day." So then Chris Jones. Said a quote tweeted that said, May God bless him. And then Tyreek was, I think they just had a funny banter, but a lot of Chief fans, I think, don't realize it was a joke that they're just, you know, more yeah, yeah. teammates. Um, and then uh, Tyreek Hill t- quote tweeted that saying, He has blessed me, but I'm gonna crack block you, you too little. And then Chris <laughs> Jones said, The only peace sign he thrown up is walking to the bus after the game. And then uh, Tyreek Hill had another quote tweet saying, I think it was like a uh, like a monkey like eating like a, like a chubby one who said this is chris jones in the off season and then chris jones quote to you and said that's funny as hell or something like that so <laughs> they're obviously having fun with each other but um yeah. what what do you make I, I guess the big thing for me is when i hear Tyreek kill talk about the sheets it's like it's been a year already and like it's still it, it's still like acting like it's a fresh thing it's like i don't i don't get it at this point it, it wouldn't it be like okay like you I, I don't remember Iverson talking about the Sixers the year after he traded them to the Nuggets. It was kind of done at that point. He wasn't talking about his former team anymore. I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you make of Tyreek Hill continuing to, like to talk about the Chiefs in that way? I mean, I know it's fun banter and stuff, but I, I just feel like there's a lot of Chief talk coming from Tyreek Hill still.
0: I mean, you should look, listen, he, he loves the guys in Kansas City. That's all his brothers. That's all his boys. And so, you know, these are guys that he was able to be successful on the field. You know, he went to battle with these guys. So to him, man, it's just family. That's all it is. It's, it's his family. And so he's sitting there talking noise. They talk the noise back to each other. That's what boys do. And so it's, it's nothing more than that, right? But he's supposed to be talking noise. You know, if he's coming in, he's confident with what he can do out there on the field. So regardless of when you get out there on the football field, you know, you ain't friends. You ain't friends when you're out there. But right now, you can talk all the smack you want to talk. You know, this is what you're supposed to do. So I don't care if it's dominoes or if you're playing spades basketball, right? Uh, Badminton or tiddlywinks. I don't care what it is. You know, you with your boy, right? Your boy knows who you are. You're going to be talking cash-ish to these guys, right? That's what it is. So I I don't see it it, as being anything more than that. You know, so uh, it's all in fun. It's all in jest. But, you know, the thing is, Tyreek likes doing that. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's okay. Uh, To me, you know, Whatever. <laughs> it's cool. You know, hey, look, here's the deal. Tyree did a lot in Kansas City and we love him for it. You know what I'm saying? We love him for it. The guys love him for it. And so that bond with them guys is never gonna be broken. Not at all. So we're obviously gonna go play for this team, but that team, he knows where his home is, where he started was Kansas City.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think a lot of Chiefs fans are really but hurt by the comments. Like, wow, wow, how could he say such a thing? He needs to stop. He needs to stop talking about us all together. It's like, I mean, he's clearly having fun. And he, and he was doing the interview with two former Chiefs players as well, Garrett Deere and Anthony Sherman. So, like, I mean, yeah, you know,
0: well, well, look, man, it goes back to the whole thing. Of, you know, when, when people get invested in things, uh, you know, I just don't, don't believe you need to hate a guy because he's not playing for the team anymore, really. Yeah. And so, um, uh, we just know people do definitely get invested emotionally into these things, and some are still hurt. They hurt how the situation happened with Tyreek. Felt like he went for the money, uh, and they have every right to feel that way. Okay, that's that's their prerogative to feel any way they want to feel. Uh, but the reality is, man, Tyreek, you know, did a lot in Kansas City. Uh, Brought a Super Bowl. He's one of the most dynamic players ever play and, and, and put a Chiefs uniform on. Uh, like I said, all those boys that he came in with. Still in Kansas City. So, uh, no big deal. Not for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I thought it was funny because I feel like um, last two years, it's like a Tyreek Hill, you know, I, I think we made a vow to not talk about Tyreek Hill at the end of last year, but it's funny, you know, going from podcasts, and then now this, he's making radio rounds in Kansas City too. That's the funny part. Like he's he's literally in. At, at, he was at 810 Studios doing that that interview, and I thought oh. that, was, that, that was funny. He's like, he's still traveling well, to Kansas City. And I'm sure he still has a home
0: in Kansas City too. So, well, yeah, but where's he gonna get that juice from? They going to get it from Miami. You get the juice in Kansas City, right? Yeah. That's where all the tea, all the dirt's gonna be. It's gonna be in Kansas City doing those things. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to rile up, you know, some of the base. Let me put it, some of the base, not all of it. You know, I'm sure a lot more people know. You know, majority of people probably say, you know, he's just picking fun. He's just doing that, being Tyreek, whatever. Mm. You know, just moving on from it. But there's going to be some, right, that we know. is going to have something to say. But, oh, man, well, I can't believe it. Hey, man. <laughs> so be it. Like you said, Tyreek, he, he comes back to Kansas City because that is his home. That's where he was cut his teeth in the NFL. Was in Kansas City. So yeah. can't get away from that. That's reality. The fact, you know,
1: so I mean, what's he supposed to say? He's going to be playing in Kansas City this year. It's like, well, wait, wait. what are what's he supposed to say? Oh, I'm going to come in. We're going to, we're going to lose to Patrick Mahomes And Chris Jones are too good. I mean, he's got to do that. I mean, that's, and the peace sign is his thing. So like, he has to say that if he's being, if he's talking about coming back to Kansas City and playing against us.
0: Man, I'm shocked that he didn't say he was going to get 250 yards, four tubs, you know what I'm saying? With, with two touches. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The peace sign was, to me, that's, you know, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's just his thing.
0: It's yeah, it's 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 minimal back. Shoot, yeah. I mean, come I mean, gonna get about four tubs. How about that?
1: I guess I guess the P signs imply that he's gonna have a big game on you if he if, he, if he's running right. past the, the defense. Sure. Like
0: that. Yeah, right, right, of course, of course.
1: Um, yeah, I thought that was funny because that was that was a big training topic this this week or last few few days is the Tyree kills uh, radio rounds in Kansas City. Um,
0: nah, boy, he knows how to juice it up
1: yes he, he does he really does know to get things talking and i think he was introducing yeah. his new something called the soul i forgot what it was he's introducing some new brand or something he's doing and that's a great way to uh to push that out
0: of course right <laughs> market baby what, what's better way to market something than, than with controversy right yeah well, perceived controversy put it that way yeah tyree kills out it
1: again you know, Trashing trash the kansas city chiefs oh go look at his new brand that he's uh that he's pumping out his the new thing he's uh trying to get out there a new product. Um, so tonight we begin with, of course, the latest on the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. D-Hop is an elite guy. You and I, we want to go with DeAndre Hopkins right, right away. It makes sense to go get D-Hop. We lost Juju. We lost Harvey. Those are veteran guys. Yeah. Bring him in. D-Hop. The Kansas City Chiefs around the clock they trade their fourth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Could you imagine the pandemonium going on in there? B-Hop,
0: that's who I would want. Too. Would I?
1: <laughs> I'm like, hey, d hop before you even name anybody else, d hop So, a report came out uh, from NFL Insider Albert Beer that NFL teams believe that the Cardinals will release DeAndre Hopkins. I'm guessing probably, and this is just my guess, probably after the draft that they if they don't if they don't get any draft assets that that weekend, I think he'll probably be cut after the draft. Um, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's my take of what Albert Breer, uh, reported, but the report mentions the chiefs and the Patriots are the potential landing spots for him under certain conditions. Um, so in order for the chiefs to acquire Hopkins, he would need to accept a significant pay cut and play on a Juju Smith-Schuster type deal from a year ago. Meanwhile, the Patriots who have a, a boatload of cash will only take on his contract if they would pay no draft picks for him. So my question to you is when you hear that he potentially could get cut and then you hear about what well, we want to pay cut. What do you, do you think this makes it more likely that he comes to Kansas city or is it less likely that he comes to Kansas city?
0: Oh man. Uh, well, I, I, I'll say this, uh, you know, all these different reports is coming out. Okay. Uh, if, if Arizona was trying to shop them around for a couple of draft picks, and they weren't able to get him and they don't want to pay, you know, the heavy pick or, or the money. For DeAndre Hopkins and then releases him. Um, hey, look, I've said before, I'm one of those, I'll go get us a basket, we we'll go scoop that joker up. Okay. Go scoop him up. And so when you say significant pay cut, uh, what does that mean? Right? Maybe he's not gonna get the 17 or the 19 he was he was looking to get. So I don't know, is it 14? Is it 12? Uh what is he willing to pay for? Uh, this is one thing I do know. Uh, the Patriots, who just signed Juju, and I would say that DeHop D- is probably another tier higher than, than Juju on this spot. Uh, and like you said, they got the capital to go get him. If they got a chance to go get DeAndre Hopkins, uh, they might just do that. They might just go and go get him. They make some changes. They make some moves. Uh, we know we've seen DeAndre Hopkins talk to Belichick. We've we seen what he could you know, what it can definitely bring to an offense. We know that. We wanted to prolific wide receivers, you know, for the last, like I said, 10 years. So will the Chiefs be able to get him? I think if he's weighing everything, if a team is looking to win a Super Bowl right now and has that ability, the Chiefs are the team, without a doubt. Why not go to the team that just won it last year, uh, a couple of years ago, and then coming back here, still has the most, the, the best quarterback in the league. Okay. The great offensive line uh, with Andy Reid, uh, up and coming young defense and a great place to play. You know, as far as fan wise, I mean, D hop would be absolutely fit here. No doubt about it. And with the young guys that you have in the room right now, uh, he'll just bring a lot to the table. He just would. So like I said, if this is me, do I think that for the chiefs, is it more likely they get them before uh, New England? I don't know. It's a possibility. Just depends on what what we talked about. Like we said, what the money is going to be, right? What does that mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So let, uh,
1: I know we're playing, a, you know, just trying to predict it a little bit. So let's say it's around 10, 11 million, and we look for ways to try to, you know, create, well, I think we create about five or six more million in, in order to get them, but you also have to factor in the amount of draft picks we're going to have to, you know, have that money to kind of sign those guys. Um, but let's say we figure that out. If you were D hop, just talking yeah. about the situation, you know, you're getting up there in years, you know, he probably has mm-hmm. what two or three more years in his, like in his, you know, where, where he, where he's at right now in that tier of being in that top receiver. Right? Do you want to go to new England where they have this whole, because I mean there's right now, apparently the, the reports are that new England's shopping Mac Jones and they, they might want to go to Bailey Zappi. New England, Bill Belichick's been great in his last 25 years. I mean, his the ring speak for itself, but like where they are right now isn't what New England was five, five six years ago. This is a different type of New England. And right. so you may take a little bit less, but you're also contending for a championship. Now, I guess I'm just going to ask you, at this, at this point in his career, how important is the money or how important is the ring over the money at this point in his career? Or, I mean, I guess it depends on the guy, but.
0: I mean, the money is king. Money is, is king. The Super Bowl can never take away from it. And so, if we're just talking, maybe a million or two here or there between the, the the decision as far as going to Kansas City and and Belichick wanting to give him another three or four million, uh, I think DeHop would like to come. more than like would come to Kansas City. I really do. Um, I think he's done well for himself, his career as far as like you know getting paid. So he has the money. So to me, I think if if anything, uh, working some incentives, right, kind of sweeten the deal. That way, it's like, okay, well, look, D. you do this, then you get paid that, right? I think you can you can probably lure him then in with something like that, uh, more so than just you know outright like, okay, we just won't give you. Let's just say eleven or twelve million dollars, and I'm thinking Belichick is probably thinking around about the same. About 12 million, 13, depends on what it is. But it's all like, you know, incentivated to make sure that he's made up to like 15 or 16. Okay. But it, it, it had to be something he's going to do on the field. It's going to be spectacular. He can absolutely do it, especially with Patrick Mahomes throwing him the football, no doubt about it. So uh, to me, man, uh, I think it would, just, it, it would just be in his best interest. This late in his career to come to a team like this uh, to win a Super Bowl, not to mention how much you would have the Chiefs, you know, just establishing that legacy. Let's not forget that, too. Right. I, I would find it hard to believe that you would let a talent like D-Hop walk over one or two, three million dollars, right, or four million dollars. OK, because I be like, listen, look, hey, man, we want to get you here. We like what you've been able to do. Uh, we can use you here. You're a veteran presence. You can teach these young guys what it means to be, you know, a pro. Uh, you can help us out tremendously in the locker room. Uh, we love to have you here. Patrick would love to have you here. And you, Kelsey, and Patrick playing for the next three years, hey, we can almost seal the deal for the next three Super Bowls. You're talking about an honesty? We can be established as that team, you know what I'm saying, uh, in this era, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was scary. I, I think I made a picture
1: before calling it "scary hours" with, the, with those three together: Kelsey, Mahomes, and uh, and. Mahomes. You know.
0: yeah. yeah, that that's one thing you wouldn't have to worry about offensive offensive things. Any you know for the last next three years, at least that, yeah. at least that, right? Yeah. So I mean,
1: Pacheco could be mediocre and do well in that backfield because I mean, no no, no one's gonna be stacking the box against that.
0: No, nah, no, nah, not at all. So. I think I think we hit with the uh, uh, the added piece with Pacheco uh, being that guy, yep. right? Complete the offense for for what it is, and then Tony too. So, yeah, Sky Moore, come on, man. Uh, Justin Ross, like everybody's wanting to be. We'll see. We'll come see. On. Why would why would you want a guy like DeHop teaching young guy like Justin Ross, right? If he is what we think he's going to be. Why not learn from from Di? Why not learn from him?
1: And that's and a that's a Clemson connection too.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, so it, it just makes sense. It makes sense.
1: As far as um the poll, he might be released uh, talk or that in that same report. Yeah. Do you see that the same way that it would probably be an after the draft release, if that were to, if that were to happen because they probably wouldn't get any assets by that point. So, like, okay, let's just drop them.
0: Probably. That would probably be uh, mm, that move, right, just because they just didn't want to pay that ticket, right? And so, to the end, if they're not necessarily making a splash, then, of course, in this draft, if they're getting a couple of receivers and stuff like that want to bet on the other guys, and instead of paying this exorbitant amount of money for this receiver, then that might be the way to go, Right. I don't look, you know, Arizona's not in contention right now. They're not. And so, what they're doing is they're rebuilding for the future. They're probably, you know, they're projecting, I'm sure, four or five years down the road, you know, to have a team ready, seriously. And so, they, they look, they got a whole lot of situations out there, in Arizona, and they need to figure out.
1: Yep. Um, a lot of things going on over there. Yes, like, it is. From the top of the organization all the way down. You ain't kidding. <laughs> you are not kidding. Yeah, and like you said, yeah, D. Hop doesn't doesn't really fit that window, and um, and teams like that who want to get younger and with a big contract like that, they're going to try to do whatever they have to do to shed it, and if that is releasing him, like the report says, then yeah, I could I could definitely see that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. draw back to the drawing board, like hey man, we got to know this guy. So we're going to get no draft picks. Hey D. appreciate you, uh, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to draft plans. Start a
1: new. Yeah. And, and and the whole I get he he's making a good amount of money, but like it's not it's not that crazy what he's making. And it just goes to show you what how teams this year are just not wanting to spend. Don't no one wants to spend money this year. It's, it, it, it's kind of one of the weirdest years I've seen. You saw the, the first two days of free agency. Yeah, you saw some spending there wasn't that much overspending. I didn't see anybody who like broke the bank this year. Like, yeah, guys got big contracts, but it wasn't like Oh, man, he got that much money? I didn't see any of those kind of big contracts this year. And then you have across the league, people just didn't want to spend.
0: You know what? And I think you're going to start seeing this trend from here on out. Not just with receivers and all these different, you know, quarterbacks. You know, other, other other. you know what I'm saying? Other positions as well. Yeah. To me, I just think that the teams at a certain point is like, okay, wait a minute. These guys are making all this type of money for one player uh and do we want to keep putting most of our eggs in one basket for this guy so uh Danny Jones thing didn't make sense to me but yeah. somehow they he talked him into it <laughs> i don't know Danny the knows probably put it out there and they was like yeah what side did he was like what you, you will like you, you're not lying to me you just yeah. yeah no, sure We got it. so i, I think you know, when you go to the owner's meeting and stuff like that, I'm sure they talked about contracts and like, where's it going to go from here, right? Mm-hmm. Seriously, because they start thinking like, well, if guys are making this amount of money a year, what's going to be in the next two to five? You know, mm-hmm. what is it going to be? Are these guys worth that amount of money to be paying? You know, obviously, I'm going to say, yes, they are, because how mm-hmm. the owners and everybody else is getting paid, right? So, yeah. Um, I mean the
1: the, the next pu- puzzles to fall in that whole thing is the 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 younger guys, the the Joe Burrows, the Justin Herberts. When those contracts come, and with Burrow especially, they're gonna have their hands full because they have Higgins coming up next year, uh, Chase is coming up within the next two two years. So like, and those are receivers. So like, they're, they're gonna have to spend. It. And as we know, you can't pay everybody. That's why Tyreek was gone. And like. I that's right. gonna that, that that's where that that's gonna be the trouble troubling part for them to see to be able to keep those skilled players and that quarterback all there and that's that's why they needed to hit within these last few years of this window um that yeah they had with, with, with bear on this rookie deal
0: I, I think you're gonna start seeing things being stagnant mm. uh, you know just for the simple fact of how it is this year that nobody's really getting paid right the market is kind of what it is uh and they they're gonna start playing it uh by their rules. Trying to establish, you know, like, hey, listen, you know, this whole Lamar and all these guys, you know, <laughs> we talk about, you know, different guys like, well, I could get Lamar this, more. I could get Lamar this, more. I could get Lamar. More. Look, these jokers are not trying to pay this type of money. They're just mm-hmm. not trying to do it. And so when you start seeing the wealth of talent coming out of college, I think teams are really starting to look toward the the, the younger side of things to get their, their franchises going. I really do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and you could take a page out of what the Chiefs did last year with the with the whole thing, you know, kind of getting this this whole whole draft picks from from one of your top to your players, and then kind of rework retooling it a little bit and getting getting yeah. far, and then you see what that happens, and you got now you got guys who, you know, in the fourth round, were starting for you in the Super Bowl and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I know easier said than done. Though you got to hit on those picks. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's like
0: a double edged sword. You know, because everybody, the Chiefs benefit off doing something like that, but all of a sudden everybody wants to copycat what the Chiefs have done, mm-hmm. and they the form to be successful. And if not, they sitting there saying, "Well, shoot, we're not just spending money on these guys or one or two guys. We can go get, you know, you know, a bevy of different guys." You yeah. Know?
1: And it all, it all depends on how, how much these, these front office guys trust their scouting department. And that's because that, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. You know, we got, you could say we got lucky in a way, but also they obviously trust their scouting department to, you know, what we can get four to five picks from Tyreek Hill and we can make something out of that. And, you know, yeah. it worked. Not to say it's going to work for everybody, but it worked.
0: Right. Well, I, I told you, man, it's, it's funny. We're talking about the Patriots and you talk about everybody was trying to emulate what they were doing. In yep. the past, Belichick getting guys and no name guys in certain positions, but then we realized that also too that, that the the reason that was happening was because that dude that was throwing the football, yep, and that great defense he was putting together, yep, he wasn't so,
1: ta- and he wasn't taking a lot too. I mean, he kind of did with the Mahomes model where you know he extended it for well, he every yep. year he, every year he restructured, but Mahomes the ten years of like you can move it around however you want to so we can win,
0: right, right.
1: It all so, starts. The, it all starts at the top. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so you, you mentioned um, Justin Ross, and so this is where I'm gonna go with this next one uh, here. So last year, uh, I remember when we had the show shortly after we did the had the MVS signings, the um, the Juju signings. We, there was the, that big hoopla. Mahomes taking all the receivers down to Texas, having a good old time. You know, doing some routes on air. You know, working on a bunch of things, doing the workouts. Um, that was huge. This year, obviously, worked for us well. Last year, we won the Super Bowl back in Texas. Now. Mahomes is working with MVS. Re- the video got released of Mahomes. Throwing a, I think like a corner route to MVS, um, but uh, also some other guys are there. Sky Moore, Justin Ross, who you mentioned there, Jerry on Ely's there. And, uh, Emar Im- Smith, Marset is also down there as well. A uh, practice squad guy. We signed at the end of the season, um, to the active roster. Uh, and we signed him for a futures contract after the season. So, I, I love the fact that we're, this is becoming an every, every year routine um so i'm gonna ask you how happy are you that mahomes is kind of continuing uh this 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 texas workouts with the uh receivers um and what do you what do you say what does it say to you about the hungriness or the hunger of the the young fellas in that wide receiver room
0: I man I, I think it just shows you know kind of like the uh, the fruits of their labor you know he's seen the benefits of having guys down there uh getting some extra going sessions with them a little bit early, you know, talk to him about verbiage, you know, uh, philosophy, what he's thinking in certain uh, 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 positions, you know, in, in passing situations in the game. And so what he's expected when guys are running routes, you know, what he's, you know, looking for, maybe sometimes, you know, his just little nuances that he does in his play, uh, the guys can kind of key on. And so uh, that is so important to kind of get a jump on things, especially with young guys uh, and you're thinking about the only one MBS uh Kadarius Tony and Scott Moore really having kind of that experience, if you will. You know, these guys are still young. Yeah. Yes, like you said, is is the the elder of the group, right? And so that that is very important to try to get you know a heads up on everything right now with everybody. Plus he, you know, the thing is he keeps his arms fresh. He can throw the ball to whoever he wants to throw to. He can control uh the pace of everything uh with guys, but guys can get on the same page right now so uh, that's very important. Guys It's going to necessarily be there for the next year, why not get them ready? Why not do it right now? So no better time than the present. Uh, but this is what champions do. Champions get on things right now. They don't wait for it. Uh, they don't let it linger a little bit too long and sit on their laurels. Patrick Mahomes is working. He's getting those guys around him to understand exactly what it is that he wants for them guys to do to be successful, to win championships, uh, and to make them great.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that um, I've seen it, a lot of people are happy this, this is happening. I think everyone just loves seeing Mahomes work with his guys in the offseason, season, and it's kind of it's not team related. It's just him, you know, him doing his own thing with the guys. Um, but one thing uh, I thought was interesting, it kind of highlights, kind of piggybacking off our first topic, you know, D Hop. It kind of highlights that there is kind of a need for a top tier guy. I'm not saying that MBS is not top tier, and Tony's not mm-hmm. there. So those are two guys who. You know, we were solid receivers. But it's highlighting the fact that really we don't have that wide receiver. Last year when we did this, we had Juju there as well. There is no yeah. Juju. There is no McColl Hartman. This is literally like young guys, you know. And I'm, I'm seeing people, you know, everyone's so hyped about Justin Ross. I am too. The guy without his injuries would have been a top two-round pick last year. But we're also banking on you know, like we talked about the, the, those draft picks, those things hitting the, the, a lot of these guys hitting and, you know, becoming into their own. Whereas you yeah. can get a guy like D hop or any kind of one wide receiver like that. They come in and do that. Do you feel like this kind of highlights the missing link in that receiver room? Uh,
0: to me, it does. I, I think, you know, we, of course, you know, with this group that you see out here, you know, you're going to leave, uh, you, you'll need a lot of fortune, right. With these things, right. Hopefully, Justin Ross does hope, Hopefully he's able to, you know, make the transition from when he's off the field to where he is now, and he just keeps getting better, and the growth is there. Um, but I, why would you want a guy, a veteran guy, that you know, that you don't have to explain everything to? And he can teach the young guys some of the things, too. So McColl was that guy coming down there. You know, everybody was talking about oh, McColl and the- – he came down. Nicole knew the offense. He knew exactly what Patrick wanted, uh, and just, so of course, you know, uh, Travis came down too. And so there were some things that you know the new guys had to come MBS, Juju had to know. But these guys played with great quarterbacks, you know, during their time. So that was another thing. Uh, I don't see anybody like you know Kadarius Tony, who he played with, you know, at the time. The
1: Thank guy you him. just the guy you just mentioned.
0: The, well, the guy I just mentioned. He, I mean, you know, he's he's. He, he's not. He's not. You know, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Ben We Okay, let's just say it for what it is, right? So, it's very important. It is very important. So it is when you have a guy like that, you need a veteran presence there. You, I think you just do. You just you just need that. I, I just it, it's it's. I, and don't get me wrong. Look, and I think sometimes people take us to saying that we don't think that the wide receiver talent in the room is good or it's good enough. I I don't believe that at all. All I'm saying is, why not add to the room? Okay, something that would significantly make them a much better room than what they are right now. Right? That's what I'm saying. I think it's what we all say. So if we're sitting over here trying to politic for DeAndre Hopkins to be there, there's a reason why. Because he's a top-tier wide receiver. In the, in the past ten years, you know, matter of fact, he go down to one of the top of all time when you start talking about receivers. So let's just be honest here, let's, you know, because sometimes I think people start forgetting who DeAndre Hopkins is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because first thing when they start arguing, they're arguing the point, oh well, he's 30 years old, 31 years old. DeAndre Hopkins is a dog out there. He is an absolute animal out there in the football field athletically, man, come on, one of the best. Catch radius. what he can go get, definitely at the top. So that's what I'm, I'm like, man, let's look, let's be honest here about conversation, right? We can sit there and we can talk all the reasons why we shouldn't get him. I don't want to spend money on this guy because he's old and it's like it. I want to go get him because he's DeAndre Hopkins. He's been DeAndre Hopkins and I haven't seen DeAndre Hopkins slow down. Do I need to bring up again nine games? I don't have it in front of me. Nine games, uh, six nine catches or something like that. Uh, Not I don't know how many tubs. The the man is phenomenal, and that's what he did last year in nine games. Yeah, come on. So, yeah, you need to stop with this madness trying to talk him down. Like he ain't, he ain't who he is. Yeah.
1: Well, well, I think what what you and I (coughs) have said before is that like. We're not dogging the receiver room at all. We're not saying anything bad about it at all. We're, we're just saying we don't want to have to see Mahomes play hero ball with one leg in the playoffs, trying to make you know uh, what was the what was the KC Printers line and in, in uh in a uh, um in hard knocks making a chicken salad out of chicken shit. We don't right. want we don't want we don't want to have to see that in the AC championship game. We, we, don't, we don't have to see that. we not see. Right. And, and, and I'm not saying that, that we have what well, we have a chicken shit. I'm just saying we don't have to, we don't want to have to see Mahomes. Let's make it kind of easier for him. And, you know, he learned to play last year without having a top tier uh, receiver, but he did have two like middle tier guys. We don't really have that. We have MVS and a bunch of unproven guys. Um, but that leads me to my other question, JD. Uh, so some people, you know, last year when Hardman wasn't there for the initial videos where he was, you know, working out with the, those yeah. receivers. Mm-hmm. Some people, are, I've, I've seen some people raising that question about why isn't Tony there? I'm sure he has a good reason for that, but could you see a reason why he? I mean, he's a guy who was traded midseason. He only played a few games because he was hurt um, for much of the time when when he came over to us. He's a guy who should probably be at these things to kind of get a more of a rapport with, with Mahomes, would you say?
0: Yeah, well, we don't know what he's doing. We have no idea what he's doing, none whatsoever. He might have some other obligations he's not able to, you know, to be there for. I'm sure he'll get there when he needs to. You know, everybody don't need to know what everybody's doing. (laughs) It's done. Well, I ain't there. Why are you worried about it? He'll get there. And if you're not, I'm sure Patrick will let me know, hey, listen, we're throwing down here. I'd love for you to be here. When can I get you down this way, right? And if Tony's like, hey, man, I have this other obligation, then so be it. Or if I'm doing this, but, man, I'll get there as soon as possible. Let them handle that, Right. Yeah, where's Tony at? Come on, man. (laughs) Like, and I get it. We want him there. Okay. Not saying he shouldn't be there. Not gonna make excuse why he's not there. (laughs) But the man has a life. Let him. He'll he'll get there to where he needs to get to. Patrick is setting the standard. Okay. And he's he's. I'm sure he's making it known. I'm sure he's communicating with Tony and letting him know. Hey, listen. This is what we do. This is what we're gonna establish. We're gonna be great. This is what I need, right? And I'm sure it's not a demand. I'm sure Tony wants to be great. He doesn't seem like a guy just a god. I don't know. So it, I don't know. So it could be different organizations are coming from somewhere in New York. That could be it, right? They, people might use that as argument. But he's a championship, you know, team, and this is how they do things up in New York. This ain't New York. This is Kansas City. Mm. Okay. We don't know that. We yeah. have no idea. So it's all speculations, uh, you know, Hey, man, let these guys deal with themselves. Okay. Let them deal with themselves.
1: Yeah. I remember last year there was a lot of hoopla on Harbin not being there. and Then he ended up being, he ended up actually being there like a, like a day later or something like
0: that than everybody else. And oh, they went in. Oh, this is why the guy sucks. He ain't sure we be And blah, 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 blah. you mm-hmm. know, it's all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, people just looking for reasons, looking for reasons. And so, Hey man, let these guys police, you know police themselves. Yeah. Let them handle it. These grown men, let them deal with it. They got families. Hey, they got careers. It's their careers. Let mm-hmm. them worry about their own careers. If you do not show up, if they don't feel, if they feel like it's a need, then that's on him, yeah. right? But until we know it for a fact, leave it alone.
1: Yeah, it reminds me because that's the thing. It's like I don't think Tony's choosing not to go. Like, it, it, I'm not saying people are saying this yet, but I feel like if there's more video clips. And Tony's not there. I could see some people in Cheese Kingdom getting really upset by it. Uh, but I will say it's like, why would Tony not want to be there? Think about it. It's like for me, I remember when I was in high school, I, I, math was not my thing. But I remember some of my teachers would say, hey, like on Thursday, if you stay after school, you get like thir- 30 bonus points. if You stay after and just, uh, you know, watch a movie or something like that and uh, do a little, little assignment sheet on it. Uh, yeah, I'm staying after to do that 30 points. I, I, I was a bonus points. Tony wants to be the lead dog. I know we talk about getting D help, but Tony wants to be the lead guy in Kansas City. Tony, yeah, of course, yeah. Tony wants to be with, with Patrick, getting a more rapport with him, becoming boys with
0: them. I mean, of course, he wants to be there. So, so uh, are we getting pushback already for it, or, or is this a preemptive strike that we're doing right now?
1: I saw a few. Well, I saw a few comments. Of, Where's Tony? Um, like, why isn't he there? Kind of thing. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like. But I could see it being a thing because I just don't have any sure, sure.
0: Chiefs Kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, man, listen, hey, let him get the bonus points. Let him and Patrick deal with it. If, if it comes to it, you know, ask him where he is and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, guys, look, they communicate all the time. He's new to the team. Uh, so just like MBS, Juju, and all those things, Patrick, he'll get all that situated. He'll get it all situated, okay? So yeah. have no fear. Uh, Do not fret. Okay, let Patrick Mahomes uh, handle those guys. I'm sure he's going to do a great job. Let those guys uh, handle and deal with Patrick Mahomes, okay? Yeah. I have no questions about those guys in the room. We talked about how good, a, you know, guys that's in the room. Uh, then let's trust them, right? Yeah. Let's trust them. Yeah.
1: I, I agree. I agree. I, I just, I just know we're out. Some of some people in the, the head, what, what lives in the minds is because people, people want to be able to jump down people's throats. They did with McColl. They did with plenty of guys on the team throughout the year. So I could see oh. that. I could foresee that being a thing. If he's not there in the next
0: video uh, in a couple of days. I can't wait to be incensed. Oh my God. <laughs> Where's this guy? At? You know, how, how come he's not showing his, uh, his, his plane ticket to where he is. <laughs> we need to know everything he's doing. Hey man. Oh, chill out relax a little bit okay yeah. things going to be all right the guys going to get it together they're professionals so uh they'll, they'll be all right
1: yeah it's only april 7th There's still still plenty of time in the off season It'll be February, <laughs> um okay so uh as we approach the uh the NFL draft which is only a couple of weeks away JD's going to be there so make sure you you hit jd up and hit the chief concerns account up to uh try to get in contact with jd so you can see him during the uh, draft week in kansas city but Obviously we're doing the top 30 visits uh, where they have some of the players do the private workouts. Um, and I realized this, they don't announce all their private uh, the the, uh, the top 30 visits. They don't always announce that. So I think only half have been announced, I believe so far. Um, but two of the guys who have made visits, one made one yesterday. Um, there are two guys we've discussed kind of ad nauseum on the show a little bit um, is uh, Tennessee's tackle Darnell Wright and Oklahoma's tackle Anton Harrison um, there have been the two big names that that come to visit that a lot of people on Cheese Kingdom have Cheese Twitter have talked about a lot. Well, some like love Darnell Wright, some love Anton Harrison. So there's kind of you know, you can you can look at it in, in two different ways. Um, but of the two guys, and I've seen a bunch of mock drafts that have had both of us uh, drafting both of these guys. So these two dudes between Anton Harrison and Darnell Wright, which do you think has a kind of fits better with what you think we are trying to do on the O-line
0: right now? Ooh. Oh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, for what we're trying to do on the O-line, uh, hmm. And to be honest with you, okay, I, I would, I would love either one of those guys. Uh, athletically, what we're trying to do, uh, I think that Darnell Wright has a lot more upside. That's, that's me. And my, uh, Personal opinion, uh, just watching his athletic ability. Uh, I'm not saying that Anton Harris, he couldn't do it. I mean he, he doesn't have upside him. I think he he could definitely grow into a great left tackle. Uh, I think just from what I've seen, uh, just a little bit more mobility on his part. I think the run game he'll have, I think he does a great job in the pass passing game. I think he does. I think he swallows guys up. Uh I think he, what he'll see up here is a little bit more speed, speed, speed. Uh, and I think we could we could talk about the same thing. Darnell going to the left to the right tackle last year, but does have a left tackle background. Uh, and then when he played left tackle, you know, he, he kind of gave him some sacks. He struggled a little bit. But I think his athletic ability, man, uh, when he was sitting in his set in the left tackle, this seemed a little bit more natural to me. It did. Uh, and so here's the thing about it, though, uh, with Darnell Wright, then you actually got a guy that can play either left or right right you know he has a versatility so uh, you may get a little bit more value out of him uh just because of his versatility and so he's a starting nfl uh left or right that's a good thing about it you know so uh that to me uh just picking the two i i would not say donnell just for what we do and what he could bring and his versatility uh it changing it if you wanted to change it you could you could change it to the other side if you wanted to uh so but anton man I like anton too I like him a lot.
1: Yeah I think with Darnell Wright um like what you said the versatility aspect you know Jawan Taylor were supposedly making him a left tackle if that's the case, you have you have Darnell Wright who could play right tackle. You put him at the right tackle spot, and the cool thing is you'll be playing with who is his right guard in college was Trey Smith. So like, uh-huh. you have a full rapport on that right side. So and how important is that to have kind of that rapport with that with that tackling guard, especially guys who played ball with each other back in the day. Now they're going to be playing in the pros. I mean, is that is that does that add to a level of that too to have a rapport with the guy there?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, you play with a guy before. I mean, you kind of know what he's gonna do, what you know, what his, his his weaknesses are, uh, what he needs help in, uh, maybe some of the co- whatever it may be, but it's always that the, the comfortability, right? Being comfortable knowing somebody and their tendencies, okay, uh is one thing. Um, so th- that's that that thing of just knowing somebody. Like, hey man, what's going on? Here we are, doing it again. So that's always a good thing. Uh but I think even if he goes to left tackle and trades on the right uh, Right guard, shoot, they'll, they'll have fun. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a lot of fun in the, in, in, the, in the meetings. I'm sure they have fun right now. But bringing him into the fold, shoot, they're going to they have a blast. They're going to have a blast.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then, like we said when we first signed Juwan Taylor, it allowed us to go get a left tackle or a guy like Darnell Wright who's played both to see which one he fits better in and which one Jawan fits better and Whoever's better at whichever tackle, if that one goes to that spot, the other one goes to that spot. And then you can maybe keep Juwan Taylor at left tackle, keep Darnell right at right, or Darnell goes to left and then Juwan goes to, stays at right tackle.
0: Well, shoot. hey, But you think about it, okay, not even we're talking about like Trey Smith and Darnell right. Wouldn't it be Anton and Creed Humphrey?
1: That's right,
0: yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's, that's it works for either one. Mm-hmm. We talking about guys playing together, uh, and, and that's good. That's a good thing. It's like a it's the, the jigsaw piece in the puzzle, right? Uh, and so with guys, like I said, it's just a rapport, man. I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's, it's really good because I know they're going to create. I know they're going to trade. I'm talking about these guys, like, hey, man, you know, kind of guys, yeah. right? Your what warrior. Well, yeah. What do you think? Okay, honest opinion. Okay, if, if this is what your boy what would you say about it? Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I'm trying to be objective. But, you know what though? It, it's promising that we see two guys come in. Now we're thinking, like we were talking before, that the Chiefs are thinking about drafting a tackle in the first round. Mm. That's the, I think that's where they're going. Right? I think it's where they're going. So, both of you guys are left tackle. So, uh, Jawan, like we said, we were talking about before, probably a right tackle. Okay, yeah. And if you're looking at it, the receivers and different guys that's come in, these are guys that could definitely go second round. You get these guys second round, right? So, yeah. hey man, yeah. we on it again, Marcus? Hey, we are on it again. I know. Yeah, man. We've been talking about this thing. So, That's
1: that's a great point because I mean, if you look at the the, the top 30 visits so far, the ones that they've announced publicly. Yeah, those two are the I, I think the, the uh, of of maybe the highest projected guys to go. Where they, like you said, the receivers those are like a second and third round type guys. I, I don't think any of those guys are going in round one. Um, but those two are the, right amongst the highest um, graded guys uh, that we we've looked at. So yeah, it does seem like we are looking in that direction as far as our our first pick.
0: Yeah, I, I think mindset. I would say tackle, defensive tackle, wide receiver. It's probably the look, you know. But, but you, it,
1: you you would go receiver. You think it's receiver before edge.
0: Uh, <laughs> possibly, depends on who's there. And I think it's when you know who's there, who's available, because it, it like they goes into like okay, if you don't get B hop, and you're looking for a guy, right? But you know, there's going to be veteran guys out there, yeah. right? talked about there. We, we said a couple of names on here, the veteran guys that come in and they definitely fit in. Do so mm-hmm. we need to? Uh, yeah, i love for them to get, you know, uh defensive tackle. Love to get them, for them get an edge, no doubt about it. I think you get a wide receiver that you're going to develop. Heck, you already got you got uh, second rounders and third rounders and the guys that was projected to be second rounders and maybe day one guys in a yeah. room. <laughs> you already got them there.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So – I don't think you're going to get a guy receiver wise uh, that's going to immediately come in and make an impact. Yeah. More than those guys that's in the room right now. Right. So that's where I look at it.
1: Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I've seen like a lot of the mock drafts even shift. I think I saw some people saying today that you might not even see a receiver go in the first round. You might, you might, you might see um, the best tight ends go uh, still be on the board when we draft. Like Kincaid and Meyer might still be there. It's like, wow, that's, that's crazy to me. That's just, that that that's nuts.
0: No nah, man, it, it, to me that that makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I think when you first start and you look at teams' needs, uh, you know where everybody starts moving, and then uh, you have to realize how many guys are still out there, right? And what you and I said this before. One thing that you cannot take for granted. And it's hard to get the currency is experience. Experienced guys, uh, especially get for cheap. Man is like gold, especially right now. Yeah. Okay. Because as, as somebody told me, being an older guy, and this is just how it usually goes. Hey, teach these young guys how to play football. That's the conversation. When they talk to veteran guys, they tell them if an older guy is going out the door. Teaches young guys how to play football, how to be a professional, what it means to be in the NFL. And so that's why when you get that, you get you get that in- entire knowledge uh, from guys like that. How can you that, it's invaluable? That's invaluable to a team, especially for a team that's talking about being young or going in that route, trying to develop guys. But shoot, have somebody help develop these guys besides a coach a guy that's actually been there before, who's been successful, right? I thought this was kind of uh, I seen uh, today uh, the whole thing with, uh, uh, with Cam Newton. Like Cam was talking about those guys. And actually, I, I love that. I love him. You know what he was saying about those things. You know what I mean? And what he really, like what he meant in like the development of guys that he's going to play. Because he's seen value in like being able to give these guys information. That's what he was saying. And he was saying like, shoot, if a guy has a snap food. Or he's not doing well, he gets hurt, I could come in, I could hold it down, right? And help these guys out. So um that's off map for Cam. I'm a big Cam fan, man. I am. I like Cam a lot. So uh, but to me it made sense when he was sitting there talking about guys that he could he could be behind. You know, he didn't say nothing about Kansas City, he didn't say yeah. nothing about KC. I think he kind of feel like, what am I gonna tell Patrick Mahomes? Right? What can I tell him? What can I tell him? Hi. But I think I think if if he would be a guy. <laughs> he would be a guy that I would love to see in a Chiefs uniform.
1: He, he, you know, you could tell uh, Pat one thing. Yo, Pat, uh, come out on this play. Let me let me come in on fourth and inches and do a little QE sneak. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> He's use <a> using <UC laughs> man. He's use using man, you know? Yeah. And, and when you a Super Bowl, Cam? Shoot. He just gets everybody's way, man. Get out of everybody's way. It's true. Shoot. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah. Cam is one of those guys. Yeah, I think, I think just based on that's the thing. Some, 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 sometimes guys who, you know, had amazing careers, they play a little, they, they, they play so much where they like, they kind of get to this, like, where you remember them as the last version of themselves. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't remember how Cam was so good. It was like, just kind of unprecedented guy we've never seen before at the quarterback position, you know, but then like, <laughs> People remember the last version of Cam they saw, which was the New England Patriot one, which was like a shell of what he was. But like he was still, he was still solid. They were still winning games. They they built that whole office around around his ability. But I mean, Cam was so special. We never seen anything like that before. And yeah, Cam's under. I would say Cam is one of probably one of the more underappreciated quarterbacks of of the last twenty years.
0: I would say so. But I think with the Chiefs in itself, just kind of talking about that scenario, is does his personality fit the Chiefs? That that's that would be the only question, right? Uh, and, and so he, he has a very, uh, very uh, eccentric personality. And he didn't mind showing it and being who he is. And I love that about him. You know, I
1: do. You could say Juju was, I mean, an eccentric personality. and we, I mean, I, we didn't see the TikToks that much this year. But, I mean, going, going into Kansas City was like, ooh, how is Juju going to, you know, now everyone's making the joke of him and Patrick Mahomes' brother hanging out, like because they do TikToks together and stuff.
0: It's like, yeah, I mean, but I- it, it, but, it, but it's different though, it, it, you know, because you're not in the room with the guy. It's true. You know? So he's not around, you know. Quarterback meeting quarterbacks all the time. If you you know, we know why our receivers are gonna be cetera. We know who they are. <laughs> they prima donnas. That's who they're gonna be. Yeah. You know, they have big personalities regardless. And so, if you have a guy that's in the room with a big personality, uh, it might be a little different. Yeah. So, they could perceive it as being disruptive, or maybe like, you know, taking some time to get used to. Put it that way. Yeah.
1: Um. I, I would. I would love to see. Uh. See what because I'm sure we could develop an offense. You know, if if God forbid anything were to happen to Patrick, if he was the backup, I'm sure Andy would have fun with with a guy like that. He, even even Cam, as you know, his his age right now, I think he could. You know, he, he, but you're right. It's the that that kind of his 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 attitude his uh, his personality would be would be interesting dynamic in that in that QB room for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Should sure, the Chiefs didn't win it next year, they'd be blaming it on Cam. <laughs> I
1: know, I know. And you know, a lot of people in Chiefs' King would love to blame it on Cam.
0: Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, man, the, uh, the Cam hate. I, I don't. I don't quite get it, man. Look, you know, the man is trying to live his best life. You know what I mean?
1: You yeah. So sure. Yeah, people, are, yeah. I don't know. I, I think with the quarterback position in general, I think there's the guys who are the more flashy type guys who are just something they're not used to at the quarterback position. I people I think people just get kind of like just hate on it. I guess it's not what they're used to, I guess. I don't I don't know. I I, I don't get that I, I don't get yeah, I don't get the cam hate. I was I was a huge cam fan in college and so what?
0: Well, we, when he's not flashy for you, you don't like it. Nobody's likes somebody who's not flashy for them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's flash for the team. And he's going, he's doing all this. You know? Yeah, oh like that. Mm. You know? So, yeah. but yeah, now like, kind of just going back, you know, what we were just saying before. Uh, you, know, you know, big personalities. We have guys, you know, just... Uh, you know, talking about like somebody like Juju and things like that. We got Kadarius Tony. He's somebody guys a big personality, right? He's a guy like that. I like MBS. MBS even has, you know, good personality about him too. Shoot. Travis Kelsey is another guy. Okay. So uh, I, I think, you know, Chiefs like guys that have a little spunk to them, right? Yeah. Hey, Kelsey,
1: um, Kelsey's a little, uh, yeah, I guess it's a little different, when, especially when a team's it's a homegrown talent who kind of became that big personality. I guess it's a little different when teams just kind of, right. I mean, going for a big personality, bring a big personality into what already exists in a locker room that already has big personalities.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it would be interesting. But yeah, I was kind of surprised we weren't on that list just cause like, it, it was interesting too, because he, he took it in a different way that I thought. I thought he was going to take it more of a way where like, where can I, where can I win? Where can I get a ring the easiest? And I thought, I thought for sure we'd be on there. And like, I yeah, think he had he had Washington as being a backup to Sam Howells. Like, wow. I was like, that's that's really surprising that, that you know that he that he had the, the and the reasons behind some of these things. So like, yeah, you're you're right. That was a that was a really nice thing to see from a from a vet.
0: I, to me, it seemed more like uh who he's compatible with personality-wise, where he can he could actually these guys could learn from him. And so when he was maybe these younger guys, uh, I think that's that's where I kind of understood it. Mm-hmm. Not only but also too uh you know the understanding when he came in, like, "Hey, man, I'm the backup. I'm here to help you out. And if there's something that you do fall, and it didn't work out, I'm right there in the wind." Wait, yeah, right. Like, He's seen Geno Smith's career resurrected. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? True. Jacoby Brissett resurrected. Hey, they played two or three guys up there in uh, in uh, in Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? that's yeah,
1: Travisky and um yeah, I forgot, forgot who's the other quarterback they played this year. Uh uh
0: young dude from Pitt. Pitt Pickett, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what he was saying. He was like, when I go to these teams, it wouldn't be that much controversy for me coming in and playing. Yeah. Otherwise, that's what he's saying. Like, look, I may not be the uh I know I'm better than the third two guys, or some of the guys out there. I had to say it, whatever. Mm. but you know I don't know nothing about man. I know we talk about Chiefs and stuff like that we talk about scenarios it's this is this is the late night right here it's late night I conversation <laughs> I like it
1: I like this, this is my, my kind of jam right here right right
0: right <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> um I did actually see an interesting um uh report the other day um I I didn't mention this wasn't one of the topics tonight but uh there are some rumors that Frank Clark could uh, potentially come back to Kansas City on like a on like a one year kind of deal. So that's something that, yeah. could, that could have. We talked about that. We thought the video would mean that that wasn't going to happen again. But I guess we were wrong about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: They had to do a video with, you know, him leaving, him coming back. They, come back. Yeah.
1: Like like they they need to have like a, like a dissolve like so they end that video and dissolve like two weeks later and then like he's coming back like, the jet, the jets landing and coming back <laughs> yeah yeah but that that yeah. that would that, be a solid I mean uh, addition to to bring him back I mean that that would yeah that would lessen the blow of, of maybe not having to draft an edge high or even sign another veteran I mean that, to bring
0: him back yeah no, nah, shoot nah, we need to go kid. <laughs> He need to go get his edge, man. A high edge somewhere. So, uh, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. That's the value of an experienced guy. Yeah, he a guy like that. You know. So, but I said, uh, still think we need to go get a guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not not. Front, he'd be great coming back. He would he'd be great.
1: But another guy with him.
0: <laughs> another guy with him. Yeah. Yeah. Right
1: no. Maybe another veteran, and then a draft, a draft pick or two with that. So him, him Dunlap, or him and Justin Houston, and then another, another rook or, or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna end the show here with the giveaway that I'm sure a lot of you guys have been watching or listening, have been waiting for the uh the, the Showtime Patrick Mahomes poster giveaway that we were giving out uh, today. And then also um, we we have another one that we're going to be giving out during the preseason, so in kind of the run up to the regular season. So um, we'll give out our first one tonight, and then we'll have a post for the for the next one in a couple months from now. But we're gonna begin tonight. So I've taken everybody who retweeted the post and did all the you know what all you were supposed to do, and I put everyone's name with my beautiful handwriting, like chicken scratch handwriting, in this hat. So everyone's all right. you got the so you see the little pieces of paper right there
0: yeah yeah yeah, we got it yeah
1: so I'm I'm not gonna look at them I'm gonna do a little of this I yeah I, I I put them all on pieces of paper I threw them in there so like I got your name and I got your handle in there on Twitter so we'll be dming you um congratulations tomorrow at some point so there you go JD ready for you' ready for this ready for it all right okay so I got one here so Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So, it's none other than Johnny B13 at J.B. side.
0: (laughs) J.B. Johnny B. Yes, sir. Duck races his
1: own Johnny B side. Johnny B good. Johnny B good, man. You always
0: celebrate that, brother.
1: You guys can see that. I mean, you can see J.B. side. you can see my beautiful handwriting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. JB, congratulations, my brother. Congratulations, Johnny B. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That guy right there, man.
1: I was I always love when we we do these things. We're like, oh man, we we know we know we know who that is. So
0: that's like yeah. you know,
1: it's, a, it's a whole it's a whole paper. It's a, like I have a million papers in here. It, it,
0: yeah, yeah, that's what i was doing, man, for the whole thing. I'm just like it's got to be somebody I, I don't know, <laughs> right? It's true. Here it is. You know, so. That's yeah. good, but but you know this, this shows you that we have more prizes, more things, more things to give away. It'd be good, It'll be for great. Sure. Yeah. Congratulations, Johnny B. Yeah,
1: congrats, congrats, buddy. Um, yeah, and, uh, and as we mentioned last week's show, we've also partnered with Corey, the artist, the the famous Chiefs artist. Um, he sent me two options to to look at as far as giveaways. So um, gonna gonna look at that. Wanted to be wanted to do this for uh, Jordan Specter. Uh, to do his giveaway before um you yeah, going moving on to our, our next giveaway uh, item so we'll have that uh drawing in a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll we'll advertise that for you guys and to see what you guys can do to get a part of that um of that uh, giveaway but yeah so uh JD beautiful show beautiful late night talk with you buddy as,
0: late as night. always yeah uh, so you got me want to play late night music now you know like bo soul tread talk, you know
1: we used to have we used to have a station back in the D.C. area. I think it was smooth jazz ninety eight something. But I remember growing up, it was smooth jazz. Like it was like it was the most soothing thing ever. I was Like God, I, I love that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. It was like smooth jazz, like ninety eight point seven or something like that. It was it was something smooth? And I remember at all at all times of the day that was like their call it was like, smooth. You listening to smooth jazz ninety seven I forgot what, what the call smooth yes.
0: jazz ninety seven. Yeah, know, you, have, you know voice. Uh. <laughs> Little cognac beside
1: you. But that does it for us, guys. So we'll see you guys next week, um, and we'll have some more good stuff for you guys. Of course, um, as the uh, draft approaches, fastly approaches, uh, we're gonna have some good stuff for you guys, and maybe a guest or two. The draft, right, JD? Yes, sir.
0: It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a wonderful time. time. (laughs) Wonderful
1: time. All right, JB, I will message you, JB, about the details, getting your address and stuff, so we can send that off to you. Um, But hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Sorry if we're a day late than our usual time to get it out to you guys, but we hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts
0: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube